Awaken Beauties, finally, it's here. The truth to empower women to true inner beauty through a healthy mind and inner biology. I am your hostess, Cassandra Keel, a 20-year salon owner, organic beauty product formulator, positive mind management, and clinical hypnotherapist. And I am here to help you stay sane, get sleep, and bring your sexy back. Sponsored by evokebeauty.com, evoqbeauty.com. Now, let's get to it. Welcome to the Awaken Beauty Podcast or wherever you are streaming in. I have to say, you know, as we know, mental health is, is absolutely a necessity for each and every individual, uh, no matter how you may identify yourself, whether you're a mother, an entrepreneur, high achieving leader, uh, a student, but I was just really blown away where all of my research and what I've coined the high achiever stress disorder, identifying myself of someone as a clinical hypnotherapist that understands the complexity of both the trauma and the trauma's effect on a neurodiverse mind. Gabor Mate would certainly say that, you know, those that have ADHD is, is really not a neurobiological situation. It is not being able to get those care pathways in the neurological and nervous system um, really tended to as a child. But, you know, I, I really play the both sides of the coin. And I really truly believe that there are lifestyle factors, there are neurobiological uh, genetic factors, as well as ecosystem. So this biopsychosocial um, effect on how we are able to identify with our, our mental health, our productivity, and truly living the essence of being able to live in our true nature and purpose. So the premise of this short podcast is really, um, it really speaks into the research that I've really done around the different aspects that really make the most creative individuals also be one of the components of a persona in, in our communities that also lie at the biggest risk. And this is a particular model found from neo.life. And I love, love, love their research. And um, you know, I'm really trying to come into a comprehensive correlation between Web3 and the metaverse and VR, and really aligning with the research around nature and the sound of nature and the essence of nature and how healing it is to the nervous system. And I found, based on this research, this article written by Michael Freeman, Harris Irie, and William Hines. And I really just wanted to share it with you. And if you are neurodiverse or maybe have ADHD or ASD or highly sensitive or empathic, you probably uh, would appreciate that I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to express it through you by reading it so that you don't have to. 
And so it really dives in this perfect compilation of how I really am moving into the space of, of supporting high achieving stress disorder, which you may identify yourself with an entrepreneur. And if you do, you have a 300% chance of having um, neurodiverse brain, ADHD, et cetera. So beyond that, let's go ahead and dive in. And it, it, it really dives into the premise of while entrepreneurs really protect our health and the health of the planet, who is concerned about protecting them? And it says here that we all should be, and that entrepreneur brain health matters to all of us. And therefore we all have stake in the health, the brain health and the mental health of entrepreneurs. Now, entrepreneur brain differences, including genetically transmitted personality traits that affect brain functioning, give business founders their unique abilities to really bring prosperity, create new jobs, build economic resilience, and achieve competitive advantages. And entrepreneurs make a difference because of their unique brain-based mental health profiles. And while most can hold a job, very few people can start and grow a business. And entrepreneurs, people who are self-employed with or without employees, constitute only 10% of the workforce. Yet, including those they hire, they create 30% of American jobs. And entrepreneurs are our economic first responders during shock periods. And in average years, they create 80 to 100% of all new jobs. And so this first responders during shock periods, it is a period that we just went through where we see the boom and the bust of new job creation and different way of doing things, especially in web three, virtual reality, AR, AI, et cetera. Now, while most of us have what can be called typical neurological function, entrepreneurs tend to be neurodivergent. And opportunity entrepreneurs who pursue entrepreneurship in order to find and exploit opportunities have a different kind of mind. This may not be true with necessity entrepreneurs, people who were unemployed before starting their business and would prefer to hold a suitable job. But the neurodivergence of opportunity entrepreneurs infuses the secret sauce that allows them to really create value and economic resilience. How? By empowering them to deploy their innate creative capital. Creative capital refers to the almost superpower, like the abilities that entrepreneurs use to create growth, jobs, and prosperity, like the power to innovate and to improvise, the proclivity for fluid intelligence and impulsivity, leadership ability, and the possession of inherently high levels of energy, motivation, perseverance, enthusiasm, and openness to experiences. And these traits reflect intrinsic brain-based propensities, proclivities, and biological responses styles that are about 50% genetically transmitted and cannot be produced by education and other human capital investments. Neurodiversity produces entrepreneur creative capital. 
And we now recognize that the value of creative capital exceeds that of traditional capital, such as money, land, and raw materials. So we have to look at what is the price of a genius? But it comes, my friends, at a cost. Innovation killing mental health conditions like panic attacks, depression, and burnout are prevalent among entrepreneurs. And the emotional impact of traumatic entrepreneurship events, such as financial stress, lawsuits, bankruptcy, key employee defections, and failure to find project market fits, regularly derails company founders. Entrepreneur mental health derailment in turn causes ripple effects that radiate through their entire business ecosystem. Founding team members, employees, suppliers, channel partners, customers, and investors are all affected when entrepreneurs mentally stumble. Now, virtually 100% of entrepreneurs experience consciousness numbing stress and flashback-inducing adverse or traumatic events that would test the emotion regulation capacity of even the most resilient among us. Imagine the psychological impact of borrowing money from your friends or your family and then launching a business that fails. Now consider this. Most startups fail. Fully 70% of venture backed startups do not return their investors' capital. Entrepreneurs are typically smart risk takers who qualify for great jobs, which they are reluctant to accept because their needs for autonomy and related neurodivergent personality traits. While we depend upon the fruits of their penchant and personal risk, most entrepreneurs do not fare as well as comparatively in educated employees or other companies. And those who go bankrupt must often endure shame and humiliation coupled by major life setbacks. Debt, hopelessness, and depression often follow. Now, people with significant debt report more suicide attempts than are those without such burdens. In addition, the symptom-inducing stress and trauma, 38% of entrepreneurs experience genetically transmitted brain health challenges such as depression, ADHD, ADD, bipolar spectrum conditions, anxiety and substances abuse. Now, 3% of entrepreneurs report making suicide attempts. The general population is about 0.9%, and 1.7% have had a history of psychiatric hospitalization. Many entrepreneurs with a mental health condition are likely to have more than one and have two, three, four, or even five co-occurring mental health diagnoses. Furthermore, the asymptomatic lucky ones who benefit from positive mental health traits without the negative mental health symptoms tend to come from highly symptomatic families. And the creativity and innovation found among entrepreneurs and their creative class kindred is closely linked to psychopathology. 
Whether entrepreneurs depend upon their mental health differences, their neuro vulnerabilities, their psychopathologies, and their offsetting neuro superpowers to originate and grow ideas, products, and companies is not clear. What is clear, however, is that the entrepreneurial baby and the mental health challenged bathwater seems to be inseparable. Now, the brain health safety net is the next session. And while entrepreneurs oxygenate the lifeblood of our innovation economy, from time to time, they require their own life support and precious few resources are in place to really catch them when they fail or fall. And so the tragic death and suicide of path-breaking businesses building like fashion designers of Kate Spade or Zappos CEO Tony Heisch or Canadian banker George Gosby and Reddit founder Aaron Swartz remind us that when entrepreneurs experience isolation, entrapment, hopelessness, or humiliation and failure, their underlying vulnerability may be triggered in ways that lead to catastrophic outcomes. So how? How can we weave a brain health safety net for entrepreneurs that reflects their neurodiversity and address their pain points? One approach is to build emotionally intelligent innovation ecosystems that prevent the pain from occurring in the first place by destigmatizing entrepreneur mental health differences, by promoting entrepreneur mental health and wellness, and providing entrepreneur-centric behavioral health care resources. Happy entrepreneurs are more mentally well, more emotionally stable, and more likely to launch, grow, and sustain businesses. So they are less likely to do so when they are preoccupied with negative emotions. Many entrepreneurs live at near poverty levels during their entrepreneurial journeys and the precariousness of their situation, the so-called liability of poorness interferes with their ability to create growth. And the consequences that ensue from creative precarity are much worse than social and emotional safety nets when they're absent. Things are different, however, when social and emotional safety nets are present. They have been tested and their efficiency and they have been demonstrated. For example, the unemployment insurance for self-employed may help to mitigate the innovation killing worry and the stress and the hopelessness associated with this type of lifestyle. The efficiency of this approach is seen in the results of large-scale reform in French unemployment benefits, which includes an entrepreneur unemployment insurance program, which provides money to out-of-work self-employed people in the same way traditional unemployment provides money to workers who lose their job. And this entrepreneur unemployment insurance program significantly increased the birth rate of startups without reducing the quality of a new company while producing employment growth, productivity, and firm survival rates compared to preform firm characteristics. Now, my personal opinion here, I think that the insurance industry is broken. I do believe in some kind of asset to be able to be supplied to those that identify themselves as entrepreneurs. 
Going back to the article, good health insurance and access to mental health insurance services can also help to prevent and mitigate the adverse consequences of poor entrepreneur and mental health. Most entrepreneurs have three or four or fewer employees. And so lack of health insurance coverage adversely affects the business outcomes, whereas healthcare availability has a robust pro-growth and pro-self-employment impact. And it goes in a little bit more about the insurance and the insurance-centric health um, uh, focus, but I'm going to kind of move away from that a little bit because what I see going on in the Web3 space in the, the whole decentralization movement makes me very hopeful that we are actually putting pressure on health insurance companies as well as the drug-based companies as we have demoralized our our capacity to be able to meet people's needs as well as meet the needs of those that provide the services financially. And so I am absolutely raising my hands in the absolute movement towards decentralized healthcare systems and moving these systems into safety and procedure and protocols within the Web3 space so that people can get their needs met in a more diverse and creative way. I digress. Coming to the end of the article. Finally, let's not expect pioneers to thrive in cities and re regions designed for settlers. Entrepreneurs tend to be energized, hyperactive, curious, social, and goal-focused, rule-breaking hunters in a farmer's world with an atypical sleep-wake cycle who are hard to confine to an office or a schedule. In the tradition of nomads and big hunters in the hunter's world, which individual hyperactivity conferred group adaptive advantage, many active entrepreneurs innovate best while wandering around their habitats, mentally or physically, or migrating to new ones. So wandering, a physical act which facilitates parallel mental mind wandering, allows novel and creative solutions to really emerge from otherwise this less accessible imagination of the wanderer while also promoting social capital formation and cardiovascular fitness. Regions can amplify the conditions that allow entrepreneurs to really thrive by making innovation ecosystems greener and bluer and more interactive and more inspiring, more adventurous and more social and more playful. And Coming to an end, entrepreneurship and entrepreneurs take care of us, the jobs they create and the recessions they flight off of and the innovations they develop that improve and sometimes save countless human lives. Shouldn't we take care of them as well? Entrepreneur health, brain health, and mental health matters, not just to the entrepreneurs, but to all of us. By strengthening the entrepreneur mental health safety net, we strengthen our own safety net as well. And that is the conclusion of this article. And I will go on a bit of a diatribe and share some of my thoughts on this. You know, I've done many different podcasts on the hunter-farmer theory that we have very hypervigilant nervous systems that tend to make us a little bit more sensitive, highly sensitive HSPs, which has been studied, as well as empaths, which make us key 
developers in the healing arts and the innovative solutions for mental health solutions. And I'm also a entrepreneur that owns multiple companies, a coach that is, is passionate about helping high achievers with this, what I call high achiever stress disorder, to really start to think outside the box and how we can start to innovate both Web3 solutions and really applaud these different innovative experiences. For instance, VR with immersive experiences that allow individuals to come into a healing therapy resonance where we have mirror neurons and immersive experiences that allow the polyvagal nervous system by Dr. Porges to be activated for people to come together, not in a virtual world only, but for us that we have now learned that digital space, AI, and the future really allows us to take one step in and use these different tools to our advantage. But to also understand that a neurobiological difference in the brain does require certain safety nets as far as self-care. And I provide that through hypnotherapy and ADHD coaching, as well as understanding the importance uh, that you have a certain uh, archetype that is aligned with your frequency, which aligns with the universal notion that there are five elements according to ancient medicine and ancient Chinese medicine. And we have predominant archetypes. And we also don't confine to those that want to go and copy strategies from other coaches and then go and try to reteach it to somebody else and make a living off of it. That we have to come back to our true essence, our true nature and our purpose so that we can do things our way, but also do them in a healthy means that don't require moving so fast for so long that we end up burning out. So I hope you enjoyed this article. I hope that we can acknowledge that we need to have and or I am bringing more trauma-informed aspects to the coaching industry and personal development that wants you to keep going and fixing yourself when there's really nothing wrong with you. It's understanding your true essence and your energy and, and how you can put that into flow, how we can heal trauma through mind-based techniques and mindfulness, meditation, and hypnotherapy to really achieve subconscious release as well as re-informed so that we can reprogram and reset our operating system for the better, as well as integrating Web3 space and the, the absolute, oh, the proficiency that we get to step into creating our own systems around decentralized ecosystems is so freeing for those that saw a different way, but now have a path to put it in the ledger and hold people responsible, especially when it comes to healthcare. So I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, I want to send you all of my love, all my light, and that we may have a different perspective in light, whether you are an entrepreneur, have ADHD or neurodiverse or a high achiever that maybe lived your whole life such as I did, masked with so much shame and guilt of why I couldn't be so productive like everybody else. But now I understand the systems, I understand my energy, and if you have questions about that, I'd like to invite you into my Flow R 
um, accelerator, which really brings you the freedom to the one path of wealth that is right for you so that you can stop going by everybody else's gurus and tactics and programs and really start to understand how to create true value that's aligned with you so that you can create value times leverage and that creates wealth and wealth, my friends, is what's left over when all the money is gone. And may we create that ecosystem for ourselves and for each other, especially with this light. So I really want to thank the authors. Again, this is found at neo.life, and I will reference it. And the author is Michael Freeman, Harris Irie, and William Hines. All my love, all my light, and wishing you the best. Well, hello, Awaken Beauty. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Were you inspired? Please leave a comment or your own personal aha moment so others can capture exactly what you did. Also, please like and subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you're interested in high quality natural products for your hair, skin, and wellness, including organic, CBD, please visit evokebeauty.com. Again, that is evokebeauty.com, E-V-O-Q-beauty.com. And until next time, darling, stay sane, get sleep, and bring your sexy back. <laughs>